a big week right now for the CFL media uh, contingent oh, yeah. and also the head coaches across the CFL. Uh, select individuals in all nine CFL markets got their ballot this week for the 2021 CFL awards. And it's three rounds of voting. So first team, most outstanding players, then division all-stars, then league all-stars. Um, and then we have the second round that goes towards, um, you know, West division, most outstanding East division, uh, and yeah. then ultimately the entire league. So obviously the Winnipeg blue bombers, uh, I'm looking at my ballot right now. Chris, as uh, I've had the honor once again to vote uh, on these awards. Um, let's start with most outstanding rookie. And you could say it's maybe a two horse race here in Winnipeg, but on the real, one individual has set himself apart. Yeah, I agree. And I think we talked about this last week, uh, Darren. Uh, DeAndre Alford, who leads the team on interception with four, uh, you know, he's got 44 tackles. He's all over the field. He's done a great job coming in his first year of shutting down. I uh, plays uh, played the short side corner until Winston came back, Winston Rose. Now he's at the wide side corner. Um yeah, I, I don't even think this to me is a check mark. Boom. It's a bingo spot. I and I'm not trying to take away from any other rookie to play for the bombers. Yeah. But I think if you really want to break down what they've done and how many games they've played, I think DeAndre is is a natural and should be. In my mind, that's who I'd vote for as far as the rookie coming out of the team. I'm comfortable saying this is a non-decision for me. It's yeah. going to be yeah. uh, DeAndre Alford or D Alford, as they uh, refer to him, uh, on my uh, most outstanding rookie Blue Bombers ballot. Uh, we asked for a second choice. I'm probably going to go with Casey Sales, who has started and played very well in his first CFL season uh, at defensive tackle. Uh, a couple other individuals, Noah Hallett, Mark Leggio, uh, Kelvin McKnight, uh, Les Maluo, um, you know, some of the guys that are in the mix there. But I think it's, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, Alford uh, and then Casey Sales at number two. Right. So the next award, Chris, is Most Outstanding Special Teams Player. This has been a runaway for the last number of years with Justin Medlock here in Winnipeg. Yeah. Things a little bit different this season. And we're not going to be able to just give it to the kicker because, well, that has been obviously a glaring area. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Sergio Castillo is eligible for the ballot, but we can't give it to him. Who's your most no, outstanding special one, teams player, Chris? Well, let's just go with the guy, the GOAT. The GOAT, as I said, I tried to get a T-shirt and they wouldn't give me a T-shirt. I phoned Brad Foddy, the equipment guy. I said, I love the shirt. Yes, right. love to represent the Bombers. And I really love the guy that's wearing it or they're honoring. And that's Mike Miller. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned earlier off air that his season high of, of ever is 24 special team tackles. He's got 22 right now with two games to go. He's leading the league once again. Mm -hmm. He's just a special teams demon. Uh, I think when I look at that, I, I can't see anybody. As you mentioned, the kicker is not even a chance, right, this time. The special teams, as far as returning, nobody's really done much. You know, if maybe if Janarian Grant had played a whole year, yeah, maybe he'd give him a little run. But right now, I, I can't see anybody uh, unseating Mike Miller at that uh, nomination. No question there. He's the runaway for me as well. Um, you know, maybe Teadric Hansen as the second choice on the ballot. Yep. Maybe a Nick Hallett um, who, who's, you know, having a, a you know, a, a heck of a sophomore season. Uh, Janarian Grant probably in that mix as well. Mike Benson, long snapper, Winnipeg native. Uh, maybe somebody I'd consider for a second choice, but no doubt it's Mike Miller to yeah. me. Uh, yeah. Most outstanding offensive lineman. And to me, Chris, once again, a two-horse race, maybe three. 
but I I don't know your opinion on this and you are most definitely uh, the expert here. And, um, you know, uh, offensive tackle, decidedly different skill set than an interior offensive lineman, but you're kind of out there on an Island. You got a a bigger job to, to accomplish. Well, I mean, uh, this is again, uh, when you're looking at the players they have, they've got a solid, the number one CFL line and O line of the CFL right now, to me, it was a two horse race with a third guy sitting in, you know, almost in there. Mm -hmm. It was between, for me, it was between Stanley Bryant and Jamarcus Hardrick with a special, just, you know, Pat Newfield, I jumped him in that group because Patty has played guard. He's played left tackle. He's played right tackle. I mean, whatever he want Patty Newfield to play, he goes and plays well. So for me, he was the dark horse. But it's, it was a two-man horse and uh, two-man race, excuse me. And that was Stanley Bryant and Jamarcus. Now, Jamarcus, unfortunately, got hurt with a hip. He's been out for three weeks. That really hurt his chances. So just through the process of elimination, and that's the only reason I can do this, I believe it'll be Stanley Bryant again. Yeah, I agree with you there. As far as Pat Newfeld is concerned, I might give him my second choice yep. vote yep. on well, my know, ballot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, look, th- this this is something that's that's really kind of grind grinded my gears for years, Chris. Pat Newfeld gets slagged on by the Blue Bombers oh, yeah. fan base for being injured all the time, and he can't stay healthy, and he's that. Pat Newfeld is like Ted Wyman wrote a great piece during the Blue Bombers most recent bye week in the Winnipeg Sun talking about those pieces and those, those early moves that Wade Miller, um, uh, Mike O'Shea and Kyle Walters made in those early days and trading Alex Hall to the eventual Grey Cup champion, Saskatchewan Rough Riders and and trading Pat Newfeld here to Winnipeg. That was the first move they made to rebuild this team. And who's the guy when the all-star right tackle goes down? Pat Newfeld yep. steps in. The Bombers remain undefeated. Um, well, in those games, I mean, that that Hardrick yep. was out. Um, he is an unsung hero and underrated. And when it, come, it came to my division and league all-star ballots over the last few years, uh, you know, yep. Sook Chung won a league all-star, I believe, a division all-star for sure with the Winnipeg yeah. Blue Bombers prior to leaving via free agency to BC, Pat Newfeld was my guy. I thought he got absolutely robbed and uh, versatile leader, nasty veteran. Uh, he has yeah. all the, the makings of, uh, you know, what is the lifeblood in the CFL and that's Canadian offensive lineman. Well, and i tell you something uh, that hurts him. You know, his biggest value is, and you hit the word versatility. Mm-hmm. The fact that he plays tackle, the fact that he plays. So when he comes to looking at, you're looking at a guy, and sometimes people get so programmed into a particular position, they'll look at a guard. Okay, who's that? They'll look at a tackle, but sometimes they overlook the guy that plays both positions and has been a major contributor on that O line. And so I agree with you 100. percent Patty Newfield, definitely all star. I don't know if he'll get the nomination, but I guess he's you know right. That's why I said he was the dark horse for me. Yeah. because of the way that he's played this year. I'm a big Patty Newfield fan. All six of the key contributors or main contributors. Yeah, on this absolutely. Line I mean, let's not overlook Drew. Yeah. yeah, well, look, we, we don't talk a lot yeah. about him, but, you know, Drew Desjardins yeah. and Michael Couture, we don't talk a lot about these guys. They've only got 15 sacks against, fellas. I know. So, hey, you know what? All, all these guys, I've never seen it happen where a, a whole offensive line gets all-star, but this might be the year. I mean, there's. I'm looking around the league. There's no offensive line that's really had a solid. Skatcher's had problems. Edmonton, no. 
BC. Oh God, forget it. Uh, you know that. I mean, you go Ottawa, trouble. Toronto, no good. Montreal, issues. This to me, I'd have to go chick, 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 chick right across the line and give every one of them a chance. That that's possible. That's I think Montreal, good. you know, some select players on that offensive line. The, the trouble you're talking about is the injuries that they've had. That that's really kind well, of well. That's exactly back. what it is. But William Standback, he's not doing it by himself. He's leading the CFL. No, that's that's a for a that's reason. a wonderful point. You're that's a hundred percent. You got the but, leading rusher. You got to have somebody up there that's doing a good job up front. So yeah, no you're question. right. Yeah, no, we, we we're witness to good that point. here in Winnipeg better than anybody. What uh, slapped a big man right in the head. <laughs> Drew Desjardins, last thought on him. I think he's got a half dozen league all-star nods ahead of him in his young oh, yes. career. Uh, definitely, yeah. if not already, a star in the making. Here's an interesting one, Chris. Most outstanding Canadian on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. There is a lot of directions you could go with this. Let's hear yours. Well, to me, this is another one of those ones that I just think I can't see anybody else getting the nomination except for number 10. The X factor in so many games, Nick Dembski. I think he's just played so well. Uh, he's done everything. He makes plays. He breaks plays. I remember Sean McGuire on his first pass he completed mm -hmm. was a second down his short. He threw the bomb 55 yards to Nick Dembski. So, uh, you know, I, I just like the way the guy plays. He runs the football. You know, he's not only catches it. I mean, he's had 11 rushes for 70 yards. We remember the one tackle or one game against Edmonton. Well, I, I believe he broke like seven or eight tackles to take it into the end zone. So these are stats you can't overlook. Now, are there other good Canadians, DB? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Mike Miller. Mike Miller is Canadian, a special team demon. Uh, you know, you're talking about Nick Callan. You're talking about, and I don't know, is Mike Jones Canadian? I think he's Canadian. No, no, he's not. Maybe, no. I don't know. Okay, so that's another slap. Two slaps are ready for Wally. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, how about this? You got Jake Thomas. You got Oh man, how could Great. I overlook the, that guy? Yeah, uh, and and had a heck of a game against Montreal last week. Game Brady Oliveira. Career. Brady Oliveira. Now I know he hasn't been the starter all year, but uh, yeah, a multi-time, one hundred-yard rusher, and and just a, a heck yeah. of a player uh, in his own right. We were talking about Patty Newfeld. Maybe somebody worth considering for Actually, most outstanding that, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, not bad. Jonathan Kongbo, one of the Hallett brothers, potentially. Uh, Drew Desjardins, no. um, Michael Couture. Jesse Briggs is somebody that is a bit of an unheralded uh, demon on this yeah. team, uh, on specials. And, and think of when the Blue Bombers were a little bit nicked up at weak side linebacker. Jesse Briggs yeah. stepped in and... Well, nothing changed. That defense remained just as dominant as he always has been. When opposing offenses were really going after Jesse Briggs, he had and ha is having uh, one heck of a season. There's two awards, Chris, that that I'm I, I know I need to spend more time on, and, and these ballots are due uh, noon mm. Eastern time on Sunday, and I'm probably going to wait until the last minute to make sure I, I get my selection right. But yeah. it's it's most outstanding Canadian, and it's most outstanding defensive player. We'll get to that in one second. At Canadian, I'm, I'm with you. I I like the idea of Nick Dembski, and I, I pulled up his numbers here. Um, of course, as I you know uh, hit the wrong button and, and lose it. Uh, so rushing I totals this year, he's averaging 6.4 yards per carry. He ripped yep. off a long of 21, has a touchdown, 70 That's yards the on the ground as a call it a tailback. He ran a little bit of the jet sweeps, but that has kind of been taken by Rashid yep. Bailey that that play call under Buck Pierce. Uh, but receiving in 10 games, 43 catches on 58 attempts, 633 yards. He's got half of his yardage 
more than half yeah. of his yardage is after the catch. That's yeah, a yeah. dangerous, dangerous player. Four touchdowns, yep. averaging nearly 15 yards uh, per catch this season. Absolutely worthy of it. And when you're on a team with Andrew Harris and you both play on offense, um, it, it's tough for someone like Nick Dembski, who yep. would be getting that award on pretty much any other team in the CFL. But I wonder, I wonder about Mike Miller and whether he should be as he was in 2019, once again, the Blue Bombers' most outstanding Canadian. He breaks the all-time special teams record. He has 24 no. special teams tackles in no. 11 games this year. He's, no. It's through the roof. Listen, no, no. I mean, I like Mike Miller. Listen, he's done a great job. We, we talked about his special teams demon, but you got a guy like Nick Dembski who's got a career-high 633, four touchdowns, four catches over 30-plus yards. Mm -hmm. He just gets it done whether he's running the ball whether he's catching the ball, and he's had those plays that I thought, like I mentioned, the 21-yard run against Edmonton, he broke a bunch of tackles. The big catch on second and short from Sean McGuire. I can go through it. He's got plays. He always seems to be the guy that gels or gets this offense going with a big yeah. play. I mean, I could talk about Kenny Lawler all day, but Kenny Lawler's not in this conversation. Maybe he would have been if Zach, and I don't want to jump ahead of it, if Zach's MOP, there's no doubt. Sure. But if Zach wasn't the quarterback he was, Maybe Kenny wouldn't have the numbers he has, but then Kenny on any other team with the numbers he has would be their, uh, you know, basically nomination. Yeah. That's just the way I feel, buddy. No, you know what? You're 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 convincing me a little bit. I'm gonna think on this a little bit Come more, on, but uh, I don't think you could go wrong with either of those individuals. And uh, you know how much a fan uh, no, I, I know. am I of Nick Dembski. And I used to do those votes. You do get a one in second, right? That's one right. and two. Yeah. So, so I mean, that there, there you go. I mean, a one and two. But then I I, I liked your other choice too. Uh, I like the Patty Newfield thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I really do. Let's move on to uh, most outstanding defensive player, Chris, and woo! maybe a three-horse race for this one. You can almost even say four. Brandon Alexander, wow, maybe the best safety in the league. He'll be a league all-star, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Jackson yep. Jeffcoat, comparable numbers to Willie Jefferson, who is the most, maybe the most impactful player in the CFL. Here's the guy I think I'm going to vote for, Adam Big Hill. Yeah, Adam's had a great year. Listen, he is the catalyst. He is the, you know, he is the, the listen, if you don't have a good middle linebacker, and I'm looking at Montreal, and they have a guy named Ahmad Thomas, middle linebacker. We ran the ball a lot. Didn't have a tackle last week. Mm -hmm. What does that say? When your middle linebacker is basically absent, yeah. AWOL, on a team that runs the ball as much as the Bombers do, that's not a good sign. I've never even heard of that conversely, guy. <laughs> I go to Adam Bighill, eight tackles last week. Season high. Season uh, interception, he's a... second of the year. He's got two forced fumbles. He's got a couple sacks. I agree with you. And then when you talk about the other two cats, Willie and Jackson. The Jets. Jackson's got nine sacks. Mm -hmm. He's got he leads the league of forced fumbles, right? I mean, he's got a bunch of tackles. Willie's got seven sacks. He's got 17 tackles, not a ton of tackles, but he comes up with those crazy big interception plays. We see one for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, no. This is no disregard or disrespect to, uh, to number five, Willie Jackson. Jeffcoat has had a career year. I've been blowing the horn on this guy for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think this guy has had an exceptional year. But as you say, when you're on the number one defense in the CFL, giving up you know 11 points a game, you mentioned you hit on the head. Who do you give credit? To? It's a team game, yeah. and the hardest thing. It's always like, listen, when I played O line, same thing. 
sometimes you go, how, you know, you, you reap the benefit, like you, people nominate you, right? And then you think, well, what about the other guys? Because I'll be honest with you, if you don't have good players beside you, and your and your line right. gives up a bunch of sacks, or you can't run the ball. You're not even getting past the first nomination. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's such a team thing, and to pick one guy out of a team, it's uh, tremendously difficult. And hey, I don't envy you, uh, Darren, on this one because any one of those picks that you mentioned would be a good pick. Let's hear from defensive coordinator Richie Hall when asked just how difficult this choice may be. Coach Hall, I'm not going to ask you to name your team's most outstanding defensive player. You can, if you'd like, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask instead, um, you know, just how difficult you feel that decision will be for your head coach and, and for us members of the media that uh, have the honor of, of selecting those. I, I, you know, I always say the players, when they come to training camp, their job is to make our jobs as coaches hard, you know? So I think when you look at a number of players this year, they're making the powers to be, uh, whoever votes on those kinds of things hard. And, th and that's what their job is. That means they've gone out there and they've done something, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, as a football team, we've been able to reap the, the benefits because of their outstanding play, you know, so I'm happy for, for, for all of them, just because of the accomplishments that, that we've been able to do as a team. And then they've been able to do as individuals, you know, so, um, that, you know, that that's you guys' job. You know, I'm just happy that they went out there and they played well and we've been able to stay healthy. Uh, are you happy that some individuals on your defense are getting recognition now league-wide that maybe have been deserving but haven't had it the last couple of years? Yeah, I'm always happy, you know, for them. You know, I, I think when you talk about uh, individuals' uh, accomplishments, it starts off with the guard and the team. You know, because when your team does well uh, – Media and people look at why are they doing well, you know, but if your team isn't, if your team is struggling, uh, people aren't talking about how well people are playing, you know, so um, I'm always happy when these people are, are our players are, are being acknowledged, you know, because uh, uh, I think it's one thing for us as coaches and us within the organization to acknowledge them, but for people outside, uh, um, I, I'm real happy for them. Again, they, they work, they worked hard. They worked hard. I'll, yep. wait, I'll wait for you to whatever you were doing there. <laughs> Let's put a cap on most outstanding defensive player, Chris. And, and I'm with you with what you said before we heard from Richie Hall. When Willie Jefferson is getting the attention from opposing offenses, Jeffcoat no. eats. And when Jeffcoat started to get the attention, when his numbers started to pile up this season, you saw no. Willie Jefferson start to make those ridiculous impacts uh, in games this season. Uh, but to me, I think I'm going to go with Adam Big Hill. The pass knockdowns, in addition to a lot no. of those numbers yeah. uh, you mentioned earlier. And look, if you're a defensive end, you go after it. And don't get me wrong, they have other responsibilities. No, but you go yep. after it. If you're a middle linebacker, you have to go find the play. And for Big Hill, he's yep. done that in the secondary. He has done it at the line of scrimmage. He's done it at that second linebacker level in the run game and the crossing pass game. He, for my dollar in 2021, is the best defensive player in the CFL. That's why I'm going to give him my blue bomber. Well, and I'll be honest with you. The fact is, you hit on ahead a couple of things, right? First off, he's got to come to, he's got to read the holes. He's got to find the backs. He's got to shed blockers. I mean, you know, not sometimes one or two. Yep. Then he's got to drop back in pass protection. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen him play to safety sometimes. We had the big interception, I guess. I think it was Edmonton. I mean, uh, you know, he's done some crazy things. But yeah, you're right. 
Uh, your offense goals as your middle linebacker goes, or your defense, excuse me. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree. Uh, you know, he's playing. When he won the uh, MOP defensive player in BC, he's having that kind of year again. Yeah. So, you know what? Again, Darren, I can't argue with any of your choices, but I know when it finally comes down to putting the number down, you've got a number of good choices on a very, very talented defense. Well, and, and you know what? I'm reminded now, too, of uh, several weeks ago when some of your brethren, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers alumni members, I don't know what you guys are doing in the alumni section for an hour and a half, two hours after a game, but I'm walking to the car and yeah. there's, you know, a couple of them, not to name names, but, you know, legendary players who have donned blue and gold. And I'm like, hey, you know, what did you think of Zach today? What did you think of of, uh, of Willie or Jackson? They'd be like, you know who impressed me? Adam Big Hill. He is yeah. a player. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that really stands out to me. And, and uh, you know, you look at it, um, deserving, great, no question. And a great, the other thing you have to take into it, you can be a great player and play as an individual. Mm-hmm which means I'm only playing for me. Right. He's not like that. Right. He is such a team game. And I watched a little clip on him the other, I was on, I think it was on Twitter. Uh, they had him mic'd up and you know, talking and, you know, even when he hits a guy, Hey, good. You know, not, doesn't do the, uh, you know, just doesn't rag on a player after he hits yeah. him. You know, he just basically doesn't blow he, the chest up and, you yeah, know, no, no, he starts thinking, yeah. you know, I saw Casey, uh, Casey sales made a play and he, yeah, you know, get up Casey. Good job. But you know, like, I mean, it's just, very much a guy that you would like to play. You like it's the kind of guy that I can honestly say I would love to have had. Now listen, I was blessed. When you think about the guys I played with, you know Daryl Patterson, who's a D line coach with my, with Winnipeg right now. Uh, you know Tyrone Jones, James West, Greg Battle. Right. Uh, just a huge amount of guys, all the same type of players. Mm-hmm. And that's what Adam, Adam Big Hill fits right back in there. Well, and not to beleaguer the point here, but you know. Leaguer, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, you, you might have to, or belabor. Uh, not to belabor. belabor the point here, but, my wife. you know, at, <laughs> pardon me? What was that? I think my wife went to belabor. <laughs> uh, well, your, your kids are all grown up. What are you talking about? I know, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, Adam Big Hill um, is, I don't know, like the, the, he's truly somebody special. And, yeah. um, you know, when he steps on the field or in the locker room, just, consummate professional the culture the winnipeg blue bombers have really identified themselves as and um you know if there was one guy on the entire blue bombers roster that people inside that building had to like nominate to say this is blue bomber football i think adam big hill would be the guy uh, that they do okay here's the easy choice believe it or not on this star-studded 2021 edition of the winnipeg blue bombers most outstanding player I'm more curious of, of who I'm going to give it to number two. Maybe Big Hill is the guy, but um, QB1, going to run away with this one and probably run away with it in the entire CFL, Chris. Yeah, there's nobody. I mean, he's, you know, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, leads the league in yards, passing, completions over 30-plus yards, average yards per pass of 9.3 yards. He's had a, t- a number. I actually looked at this thing today. He's had a, a, a what should we call it? 30, 120, 160 drives, and he led it to 32. Uh, he's got 32 touchdowns as the highest. 20% of his drives end in touchdowns, which is crazy. Yeah. No, no. Listen, the stats are stats. What he's done for this team, you know, because you can always look at the stats, but you don't know what's behind the stats. What I mean like that is I can hear he's got 20 touchdowns, but how many times have we seen him? Starting last year in the playoffs, you know, against Calgary, 
where he should have got sacked, rolled out, rolled out, rolled around, chased, and then he threw the touchdown to Darvin, uh, Darvin Adams in the end zone. He's done that time and time again. He's so calm. He doesn't get rattled. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, you know, I, you know, he's just played extremely well. This is to Zach Kolaris from 2015 when he was running away with it and when he was a Hamilton quarterback. And we are so blessed to have uh, Zach Kolaris as our quarterback in Winnipeg. There's two things you need to have to be a great professional quarterback. You need the skill set, the legs, the arm, the smarts, all of that. Smarts. The second thing you need that is often overlooked, and it's interesting with all this QB movement between teams in the CFL this year, Chris, lots of conversations of why certain players went one place or another and that sort of thing. Um, leadership. And not just like, you know, okay, rah-rah guys in the locker room, that sort of thing. But you have to have um, a level of confidence and exude that. And, you know, have everyone around you not be told about it. Like, I'm better than everybody and we're going to score on this. No, it's it's just how you carry yourself. Whether you're lifting weights in the gym or, um, you know, sitting in the meeting room or, you know, tying up your cleats before practice. Being able to exude that confidence, that leadership, that calm composure, I think goes as, you know, I won't say beyond the skill set, but right up to as important as being able to make all the throws, process the information, read defenses, um, you know, uh, call the play in the huddle, uh, break it all down in film with your offensive coordinator and and your, your receivers and your running backs and your offensive line, that greater understanding of all the offense. Um, Zach Kolaris is the complete package. And when he had his very roller coaster 2019 season with another head injury and three different teams in a matter of months and coming to Winnipeg, thrown into the lineup, and, and then the 4-0 run he made uh, to yeah. the Grey Cup, that offseason came and people, the conversations were being had, of course. Oof, do you sign a guy with this injury history yeah, to a yeah. contract? The Blue Bombers knew what he was made of. And that, you know, they put him through all the tests and all the rigors and everything. They signed Zach Kolaris knowing that they have the offensive line and the offensive system to let him operate back there comfortably. He won't be running for his life. He's not going to be running, uh, you know, um, uh, quarterback keepers up the middle uh, and getting his block knocked off by a Hamilton Tiger Cat or something. Um, This decision was the right one. We're seeing it now. And and there's a healthy Zach Kolaris in a good offense, in a good system, with a great defense on the other side of the field, Chris. He's the best player in the league. And we haven't been saying that about Zach Kolaris since 2014. Yeah, that was 2014, 2015. I could be, uh, you know, I'm not sure about that. But I'll tell you this. You talk about a quarterback exuding conference. And I think, again, and I like to talk about, you know, during my career, I, I started with Dieter Brock. Right, and Dieter Brock was one of those guys. Didn't say a whole lot, but he threw a ball through a car wash while getting the ball wet. You know, he was so strong, right? And then you got a guy that was calm. Very, it reminds me very much of Tom Clements. Tom Clements was not a guy that did. He was not a rah rah guy. Uh, he used to come to practice with a briefcase. Uh, you know, he just looked like he was your accountant. You know, he's going to do your taxes. But when it came to the game, if the you know he knew the offense so well that when Cal Murphy used to send a play in. If he didn't like it, he'd just change it. No, we're not running that. I like this. I'll see what the defense is doing. This is what I'm doing. Then you got other guys that exude conference in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking Matt Dunnigan. Yeah. You just knew you are going to win the football game with Matt Dunnigan. Matt Dunnigan is a raw, raw type guy. He gets fired up. He's hyper. 
you know, I gave him the nickname the Peacock. And I called him the Peacock because when he walked in, into the locker room, and he had that draw going, that Texas draw, yeah. he started to walk around meander. I said, oh, we're in for a good game. I knew when we were going to get kicked, we were going to kick butt with uh, Dunnigan because he was that kind of guy. You know, I had Sean Salisbury, Sammy Gar is another quiet guy, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I keep going down the list, but having said that, uh, those guys that I just aforementioned, uh, they exuded confidence. And, and when you're in a huddle, you know you can win. That's the thing. This team knows. As long as Zach's in there, we, we're going to win this football game. Mm -hmm. But we have a very good chance to win the game. Yeah, it's it's a special trait and uh, kind of the, uh, the X factor uh, that separates the Amen. good from the great. 